Hello everyone and good afternoon, good morning, good evening and welcome to the third episode of Under My Roof. And for today's session, we have a talk by Brother Jude Antoine. You would have uh, seen the talk and what its contents are already. Uh, and uh, Brother Jude Antoine's uh, early missionary from Malaysia. Uh, following the talk, we're going to have a Q&A section for about 15 minutes. And the final prayer is going to be led by Jason. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, friends. Can I just share the screen with you? And then we will begin. Can you, I hope you can see the screen. Yes, brother, we can see your screen. Okay, great. Praise the Lord. So, friends, once again, welcome to this uh, Under My Roof session. I believe this is the third session. Last week, Father Anthony speaking about vocations. And this week, I would like to speak about being equipped for ministry. And how to equip you for ministry. You heard about vocations, how God was calling you to a very specific vocations. But I think very important is that Every baptized Catholic, no matter what education is, God is called to ministry. And unfortunately, God has called them. Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 12, the Bible says, He said that God has given us some teachers. And then Paul, in this fighting fight, of the Catholic Church, apostles, so prophets. Uh, I think your voice is uh, breaking. You can't hear me. Yes, some problem. Mario, is it true? Everyone. It's 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 better now, brother. There was a little bit of a lag. If you could just repeat the previous slide, uh, the first previous two. Okay. Slides, be good. Okay. okay. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 12. The gifts that God gave were that some would be apostles, some would be prophets, some would be evangelists, some pastors. This is a church. Apostles, prophets, and some are pastors, some are teachers. And these fivefold ministries have a very specific goal, brothers and sisters. They are to equip you and I for the work of ministry for the building up of the body of Christ. And unfortunately, as I said earlier, many Catholics have no idea what is this uh, ministry that God has called them to. And uh, because they have no idea, so they end up doing a whole host of things, everything under the sun. I'm sure you would have seen that in your experience in ministry. You would have seen people who are jack of all trades doing everything. Lock, stock, and barrel, whatever they can find. And the reason is because they are, not, they are not clear what God has called them to. So we're going to break up this session in 20 minutes into three very quick sessions. Number one, do you believe that firstly God has called you specifically into ministry? And number two, what is the difference between ministry and service? Number three, how to unpack God's plan for your ministry in order to build the kingdom of God? In order to understand the first part, friends, you need to understand, firstly, two things that are very, very 
important, very crucial. Number one, doing work for God and doing God's work. Doing work for God and doing God's work. There are a lot of people who do work for God. They do something and they say, God, this is for you. I'm doing this for you. This is my contribution to you and to your church. There is something completely different. God is not interested in people who do work for God. God is looking for those who will do his work. And what is his work? How do you know if you're doing his work? Matthew chapter one, 7, verse 21 to 23. You probably have heard the scripture very often. Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Jesus says, not all who call me Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my father. To do God's work is to do the will of the father. Not just to do anything and everything. To do the will of the father. So the first thing you need to understand if you want to explore ministry are you and I doing the will of the Father? Or are you and I doing our own will? Making a contribution to God and saying, God, I want you to bless this contribution. This is my contribution. As I said just now, this is doing work for God. Jesus continues in verse 22. On that day, many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Cast out demons in your name. Do many deeds of power in your name. Don't you think all these things, these three things, prophesy in the name of Jesus, casting out demons in the name of Jesus, doing deeds of power in the name of Jesus. These are all good things. But Jesus would say to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you evildoers. Go away from me. I never knew you. Why, friends? Because these individuals are doing work for God. They're making a contribution. They are not doing God's work. It is not a ministry. So what, how do you define a ministry? Firstly, a ministry is a call of God in your life. That means it's something specifically God has called you to. It's just not something that you want to do. Anything and everything you want to do. Maybe there are 250 things you want to do for God. But doesn't mean that the 250 things is a ministry from God. God might be only asking you to do one thing. And to be able to do that one thing and to be focused on that one thing. And how would you, and I know this one thing. It is specifically a call of God in your life. Firstly, you must understand this. By virtue of baptism, you are called for ministry. God, why? Because God wants to use you. Wants to use me for ministry. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 26 to 20, 29. Paul says that God chose what was foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what was weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what was low and despised in the world. Things that are not reduced to nothing, things that are. So basically God chose things that are foolish, things that are weak, things that are low and despised. With a very simple purpose of giving glory to him. So ministry doesn't mean just using your talents. You might have a talent to play guitar, but your ministry might not be to be able to play guitar. You might, be, you might have a talent to be able to speak, but your talent might not be your ministry. Speaking might not be your ministry. So you need to discern. I need to discern 
find out from God what really is he calling you and I to. But one is for sure. He wants for I to know what he has called you to. And I'm, 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 I, I remember my old vision happened when I was 18 years old. I'm now 56 years old. Um, but my conversion happened when I was 8 years old. And immediately after my conversion, God told me specifically what he wanted me to do. I think, and uh, I brother, thought, brother uh, Rajud, again, uh, voice is breaking. The audio is lagging. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, breaking. Just your conversion story onwards would, if you could start from there, that would be good. Okay, great. Okay. So yes, my conversion happened when I was 18 years old, brother, brothers and sisters. At 18 years old, I encountered the God life. When I was 18, I the first thing that he was his purposes for me. He wanted again, me again, to do. Again, it is breaking. Uh, uh, there is uh, some connection is problem, it, I think. And now it's clear. But, is it uh, my microphone? Uh, I think the connection, right, Mario? It's, it's mostly the connection, brother. I don't think it's the microphone. Okay. So maybe now now it's clear when you say maybe if you say so I just hold the mic this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe that's yeah. okay. okay. So the first thing God did was He revealed His plans and purposes for me. So when God revealed His plans and purposes for me, friends, initially I was I went to the bishop of my diocese. The bishop really told me that God is not calling me for preacher. It was like a face because I thought hey, God was calling me for priesthood. But obviously not. I chose to listen, to humble myself, to pray, and to submit to the authority of the bishop. And sure enough, now I know, as I look back, I'm 56 years old, as I, look back, I can... Brother? Yes. It still seems to be lagging, brother. There's uh, one, it looks like since the network lag is log, uh, a lot, if you have a lot, one option is if you could only use your slides, maybe if you only speak, that would be one way to go about it. Or do you think you need the slides? Absolutely. If you stop. Uh, the slides, yes, yes. I, I'm, I'm going to be done in a few minutes. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. okay. So, um, friends, uh, is it possible that God is calling you, but you are not sure where is he calling you to? Could it be that you are doing a whole host of things, but not clear where exactly God is calling you to? Friends, I just want to give you very quickly to be able to discern the call of God in your life. Number one, you need to be able to hear the voice of God. Amos chapter 3 verse 7, the Bible says very clearly, God does nothing without revealing his secrets to his servants, the prophets. So you need to be able to hear the voice of God. If God is calling you for ministry, number one, God will reveal to you. So you need to be listening. You need to be listening to him. Number two, number one, you need to be listening to the voice of God. If you are not comfortable with that, then get into the habit of listening to the voice of God. Number two, you need spiritual. I need spiritual direction. As I told you, I went to my bishop to be able to discern what God was calling me to. 
you and I need some spiritual director who can be able to guide us as to whether really God is calling us for a specific ministry. If yes, he's calling you. If no, he's not calling you. God would speak through your spiritual director. So listen to your spiritual director. Number one, listen to the voice of God. Number two, listen to your spiritual director. Once you have discerned where it is that God is calling you to. Number three, learn to say no. This is a very important aspect so that you are not all over the place in ministry. Why? Because even the enemy can be working to distract you. So number three, learn to say no so that you are not involved in things that will take you away from the actual plan of God for your life. Number one, listen to the voice of God. Number two, listen to your spiritual director. Number three, learn to say no. Number four, learn to build, to work on your strengths. What is it that are your strengths that the Holy Spirit has given you? The Holy Spirit has empowered you with gifts and charisms. Gifts from Isaiah chapter 61. Charisms from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. They speak about various anointing that the Holy Spirit has poured into your life for the purpose of building the kingdom of God so that you can become apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. Now you need to work on building these things. Let me backtrack again. Number one, listen to the voice of God. Number two, listen to your spiritual director. Number three, learn to say no. Number four, work on building your gifts and your charisms. Develop your gifts and your charisms. Number five, and the last point, learn to sit at the feet of Jesus so that you can be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. The gospel of today, the gospel of today, Saturday, speaks of how God had called Paul to go to Macedonia and spoke to him through a vision. And Paul was sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So Paul knew exactly what God wanted him to do, to go to Macedonia. And this is very important, friends. Many of us are doing everything. And this is all considered doing work for God. But what, what is God looking for? God is looking for those who will do his work, specifically his work. And this you need, I need to discern, to pray and to ask the Lord so that specifically you can hear him and then you can embark on this mission. So friends, I just want to take a few moments to pray with you. <clears throat> to pray with you so that you can be able to be sensitive to the voice of God. And be able to respond to this invitation that God has entrusted to you. So would you join me as we pray, friends? Would you join me as we pray? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. If you can pray in tongues, I invite you to pray out loud. If you cannot pray in tongues, then friend, I want to invite you to just close your eyes, open the palm of your hand, 
and just keep saying hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Just allow the Lord to minister to you right now. Friend, it's no big deal. You can do a lot of work for God. But God is interested in men and women who will say yes to him to do his ministry. The Holy Spirit has been given for this absolute task. Would you and I be able to focus on the call of God in your life? Friend, if you feel God is calling you to ministry and you desire for God to reveal this ministry to you, I want to invite you to pray with me right now so that you can respond to this ministry with all of your heart. And you would learn to say no to the things that God is not calling you to. So would you repeat this prayer after me? Lord Jesus, I thank you that you have called me for a specific ministry. I thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit in me that has equipped me for this ministry. Lord, I am tired of doing so many things. And I ask you right now to give me the grace to focus on the one thing that you have asked me to do. Remove every distraction from my life. Reveal your plans and purposes to me so that I can accomplish your mission in my life. I give you all praise and glory and honor in Jesus' loving and precious name we pray. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Um, thank you, Brother Joel. Uh, with that, we move on to our next section of Q&A. Uh, so the questions are going to be answered by Brother Jude and Iris. So I'm going to start off uh, with the first set of questions. So, but before that, I just want to thank you, Brother Jude, for that amazing talk. You are an amazing uh, preacher and a wonderful testament on how to uh, live and walk uh, in God's calling. So with that, we move on to the questions. So the first question that we have is, how do you know when God is trying to tell you something or send you a message? How do you know when God is trying to send you a message? Is that the question, Mario? Yes. Yeah. Tell you something or to send you a message. Okay. Number one, friends. Number one, you need to understand that the onus is on the speaker and not on you, the listener. Is the speaker... He's trying to communicate his message to you. If you don't understand, don't worry. He will say it over and over again. Your father, my father friend, is a good father. He's a very good father. He does not get tired. He does not give up on you. Sometimes you and I are really, really dumb. We cannot understand what he's trying to say to us. Saying it over and over again. I've had experiences. The first time I didn't hear, I took the car and I went out and I on the radio in the car and 
I didn't listen to the same message as I was walking again. And as I was walking again, I saw a billboard with the same message. So friends, God is continuing to be regardless of whether you and I can understand or don't understand. So don't worry, friend. God wants to speak to you. And you is this have a book and the journal you can write down every day what God is saying to you. Amen. Amen. Are you? Yes. Sorry, brother. There was a little bit of a lag here and there, but I think yeah. just to summarize a little bit of what you said. You said that the onus on listening, on speaking is on God and it's our duty to keep asking him and we refer back to the Bible and that's, that's how we, he, we, we can confirm what God here tells us as well. Amen. Uh, moving on to the second question, it's in relation to the first one. When God is calling, how do you know it's him that is, is actually calling you? How do you know whether it's really God calling you? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, firstly, 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 <laughs> what is happening? That is not my voice. <laughs> there was an echo. You can continue now, brother. Okay. Um, firstly, you need a relationship. You need a relationship with God. Let me give you a very human analogy to help you to understand. Okay, you and I are living in a, in a time where we have cell phone. You recognize because you have a caller ID on the phone. Do you remember a time or any of you would remember a time when there was no cell phones, no caller ID and you got a call. Think of the old days when you, there was the, the, the phone with the dial, the, the, the knobs. You, f, you ring the thing. On the other brother, end of the phone. Jode, uh, yes. Again, it was breaking. I think uh, nobody could understand that last sentence. Two, three sentences. Uh, okay, I repeat again. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So, um, do you remember the time when there was the old kind of phone that would have the buttons and it would go around and go backwards? No caller ID. And the phone would ring and the person Jude, how are you? You would ask her immediately. How is it that you could recognize that voice? Even though there was no caller ID in that phone. Why did you not say, excuse me, who is this? I recognize you. That voice was because you had a relationship with that person. If you did not have a relationship, you would say, Sorry, I don't know who is this. Can you please introduce yourself? 
put you and it's just not your mind one very important key you need to have relationship with him and to have relationship means to be able to sit at his feet and listen to him listen to his voice speaking to you yes uh, thank you brother just to um, just so that everyone in spite of the glitches understood what you said i'm just going to repeat in a small in a short gist so what brother jude spoke about was the fact that in the olden days uh, and a lot of people have actually written in the chat here that they were not born then so uh, we did have telephones wherein you do not have a caller id in place so what happens in that case was that you'd only know the other person based on the relationship that you had so when somebody called you'd be able to hear their voice and you'd be able to distinguish it because you had a relationship you knew who the person is and uh, what brother jude was saying is that we need to have the same relationship with god and when we do have that we'd be able to discern and distinguish god's voice and we need to stay perfect mario perfect so the next question is how does one discern if it's a call of god priests or brothers pray over me and say that i have a calling from god is this how god speaks uh is iris answering anything uh, I, iris are you there iris okay next question iris okay in the meantime let me let me answer the question again uh, some priests uh, and brothers told that you have a uh, 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 vocation to the priesthood praise god yes god can speak through individuals of course but you just don't go based on what other people say yes of course you hear but bring it to your spiritual director speak to one spiritual director who can discern with you and on top of that let god speak to you as well speak to you through his word through the confirmation of your heart so just don't go based on what somebody else is saying and it doesn't matter whether it's for priesthood or whether you go, you want to marry this most beautiful girl in all of kerala you need to be able to hear god speaking to you so you you should be able to hear that through individuals but also you should be able to hear that through his own witness in your spirit thank you brother uh, the next question is how do you get the gift of tongues how do you get the gift of tongues is iris answering this <laughs> he's disappeared okay how do you get the gift of tongues okay how do you get the gift of tongues by mark chapter 16 verse 17 says these signs will accompany all who believe gives indication of five signs one of the five signs is they will speak in new tongues so how do you get the gift of tongues firstly you need to understand that as long as you believe if you already have the holy spirit the gifts and the charisms are already inside of you tomorrow in the gospel you will hear jesus saying i will ask the father and he will send you the holy spirit who will be with you and will be within you so the holy spirit is inside you and i and if the holy spirit is inside you and i all the gifts and the charisms are there for you and i 
So how do you yield to the gift of tongues? Very simple, friends. All you got to do is start opening your mouth and start hallelujah. And as you keep opening your mouth and saying hallelujah, hallelujah, God will begin to take control of your tongue. John 7, 37, Jesus says, out of, the, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So friend, just open up your mouth and start speaking. Let's surrender your tongue to the Lord and God will start using your tongue to active gift of tongue. So recognize the gifts and the charisms are already inside of you. If you keep saying, no, I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it. Then basically you're suffering from a mental block. And the mental block is preventing you from moving in the gifts and charisms. Okay, thank you, brother. Uh, there's one uh, follow-up question about spiritual direction and spiritual director. So I'm going to ask both these together. How do you know who we can go to for spiritual direction? And what is a spiritual director? What is the role of a spiritual director? The role of the spiritual director is to direct you. The spiritual director does not say yes or no. He is to direct you on what God has called you to do. So the role of the spiritual director is more the role of to discern what God has called you to do. His role is to be able to see through all the rubbish in your life so that so friends, how do you know who is a good spiritual director? Don't look for the person who will agree with you. Person who might disagree with you. A, a person who might even contradict whatever you say. Obviously, the best person is a priest. But given the, the difficulty to have a priest as a spiritual director, look for a man or a woman of God who is of mature spiritual standing who can journey with you, who can walk with you. So that's another criteria of a spiritual director. He must be available for you. You cannot be journeying and you be in India. Your spiritual director needs to be in Germany. So that, those are some points to help you with your spiritual direction. Thank you, brother. Just to repeat the last part that got lagged, what brother Jude was saying that if, is if you are in Germany, you need to ensure that your spiritual director is also in Germany. You cannot be in Germany and have your spiritual director in India. Right. Thank you, brother. Uh, this one is a little more relevant to your talk. Uh, the question is, does this mean doing God's work has to be in the five ministries listed at the beginning of brother Jude's talk? The fivefold ministries, Mario, the fivefold ministries are the end product of learning how to grow in ministry. The fivefold ministries, apostle, prophet, pastor, evangelist, teacher, these fivefold ministries are the end product. But you need to be able to siphon off all the dis distractions in your life to be able to get there. For example, if God is calling you to be an evangelist, to share his, to share the good news to others. But you're so busy selling fish, for example. You have no time 
to polish your skills to become an evangelist. You will never become an evangelist in the end. So you need to be able to polish your skills so that you can concentrate on this in the it's time. Every work of God takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. So you need to continuously work on your ministry. Slowly, little by little, God begins to unpack your ministry for you. In the people, I do two. But then later, God helps you to be focused so that you can concentrate on only the end product of that is that you'll be able to be focused on whether God has called you to be an evangelist or a pastor, a shepherd, or a prophet, or a, or a teacher. But these are the fivefold ministries that, yes, that, that God has called you to. Thank you, brother. Uh, so we're going to have just two more questions. And with that, we're going to wrap up. So the next question is, what is evangelism? Catholics basically don't use the word evangelism. There is a difference between evangelism and evangelization. Catholics are exercising evangelization. What is the difference between evangelism? and evangelization. Leading a person to Jesus, and it stops there. Evangelization, on the other hand, is a process. It takes a person to Jesus, includes evangelism, but beyond that, to integration into the church, to be part of a community, to grow in mature discipleship. Evangelization includes evangelism. So as Catholics, we are involved, you and I are involved in evangelization, which is the whole process of leading them from point A of not knowing Jesus to and then to becoming part of a community and growing into mature, maturity as, as a disciple, and then ultimately to, be, to become a missionary himself. So the, once again, Mario, the question, what was, what was necessary? What is evangelism? Evangelism is the, to lead the person to Jesus, and it stops there. To lead a person to Jesus, and it stops there. So as Catholics, what we want to do is more than evangelism. So as Catholics, we want to do evangelism. Uh, thank you, brother. I'm just going to summarize what you said again because of the lag. So what Brother Jude said is evangelism and evangelization are two different things. Evangelism is taking a person to God, taking them to Jesus. And evangelization includes evangelism but you go beyond that step you actually include them in the church you bring them much closer you walk with them in, in faith and that is uh, the definition and the distinction between evangelism and evangelization and as catholics we are called to to for evangelization and not only evangelism 
That's right. And the final question for today is when God has so much power, then why is Satan using his techniques to make other people's faith go down? <laughs> Once again, brother, the question, I love this question. So when God has so much power, then why is Satan using his techniques to make other people's faith go down? Okay, the question has got two parts. Part number one, when God has so much power, actually you can stop with that point alone because God has all the power. Is all powerful. Satan is not all powerful. God is all powerful. And if at all Satan has the ability to bring you and I down, it's because you have allowed him to do it. You have given him the room to do it. So the key is this. If you have submitted your life to God, Satan has no place in your life. James chapter 4, verse 10, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Mario, say that with me. Submit to God. Submit to God. Resist the devil. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. And he will flee from you. So it's very simple, the answer. Satan has no power over your life and my life if you and I are submitted to God. If you and I are submitted to God, when I resist the devil, the devil will flee from me. But if I am not to resist the devil, <laughs> then the devil will give me a slap in my face. That's the reason why many people think the devil is powerful. Because their lives are not submitted to God. Therefore, they've given room for the enemy to work in their life. Thank I hope you. that answers the question. Uh, just to um, uh, like call back the Bible verse, it's James, verses, uh, James chapter 4, verse 7. Correct. Okay. Thank you. So with that, we come to the end of the session and we're going to have uh, Jason who's going to be praying for us. And uh, thank you once again, Brother Jude, for answering all our questions patiently. Over to You're you. You're welcome. God bless. In the name of the Father, Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let us all close our eyes. We reflect on everything that Brother Jude has um, taught us. We open our lives. We open our hearts to the Holy Spirit. We ask the Holy Spirit to take control and to show us the way forward. It is not our will, but God's will that we wish to happen in our lives. Let us open to God's will. Let us pray for the Holy Spirit to fill us and to strengthen us. And that throughout our life that we may listen to God's call. And that living a life empowered by the Holy Spirit, that we may be able to um, do the ministry that God wills us to do. Let us now thank and praise Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We adore you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We worship you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. All praises. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. We offer up all our intentions. 
um, as we say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Pass this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Um, thank you all uh, for attending, and with that we come to an end. Uh, we'd request that you actually pray for the session. As you can see, there are uh, there's a need for prayer, so we request you to probably say a rosary or a few Hail Marys at home and uh, spread the word. You can share the link that you received via your email to your friends so that they, more, of, uh, more of your friends can also attend. And uh, you could also share the Instagram link and that's another way where people could be blessed with this. So with that, we say thank you. Have a wonderful week ahead. God bless. Next week, uh, we have Inna Healing. So Brother Sister Hazel will be speaking. So uh, all those who have something connected to inner healing to ask for or to, to know more about inner wounds and inner healing, you're most welcome to join for that. Thank you. God bless. Thank you.